Welcome to another episode of the Revived and Renewed Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Omari. On today's episode, we'll be talking about the importance of the armor of God. And on this episode, we have our guest, Bishop Jeremiah Steers. Welcome, Bishop. Welcome. I'm glad to be here. Thank you. It's a it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Could you just kind of tell us a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. So just bring greetings to everybody that's that's uh, listening uh, to the podcast from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada is where I reside. Um, again, my name is Bishop Jeremiah Steers. So I'm a husband. I'm a father of five kids, uh, two boys, three girls. I serve as the I'm the founder and the overseer of Kingdom Builders International Fellowship. It's a a fellowship of ministers that's global. I have um, men and women in Canada, the United States, Asia, Africa, and the islands primarily. And uh, mm-hmm. also founded Kingdom Builders Ministry Training Institute, which we just launched this year, where we're, we're training both ministers and people that just wanna know more about the word. I oversee Faith Community Church, which is here. Uh, my wife also ministers alongside me. And uh, I have other things that I do, radio, TV, globally, um, heading back to East Africa here in just a little while. And uh, above all else, I'm a, above all that, I'm a child of God. I love the Lord, and I love to be a part of anything that promotes His kingdom. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Um, do you have any testimony that you'd like to share about what He has done for you? We would have all, we, we could take all day for that. But absolutely, <laughs> you know, um, so many different things that I could share that happened in my life, but I'll, I'm gonna share just one that comes to my mind uh, because it kind of changed, it changed my life. And I mm. back, I went I went to Bible school at the age of 19. Um, I grew up in a, a pastor's home. My father was a minister, my grandfather was a pastor. There's a whole story about that. Um, but I grew up in that environment, but I grew up in a more traditional denomination than what I would be a part of today. We believe, you know, I was born again, all that, but we didn't really emphasize the power of God and some of those things. So at 19, I had a reoccurring dream. And the essence of the dream was I saw myself ministering in ways that I'd never seen anybody minister before. And I, and God gave me the dream three nights in a row. And from, and I literally didn't even know how to get from where I was to what I saw in that dream. I had no idea. But I, I knew that the Holy Spirit had something to do with it. And even though I knew I had the Spirit within me, I didn't really, I was like, I questioned and I and I didn't under, I did, said, I don't think I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. Like, started reading Book of Acts, started whatever, led me to a journey that really changed my life forever when I had an encounter with the Holy Spirit. And because of that, it changed my whole life and my whole ministry. Uh, and today, I've seen some of those things that I've seen in that dream actually Amen. come to pass. Um, and this is 29 years later from when I had the dream. So um, God is an amazing God. He is a, he's a faithful God, and he will do amazing things in our lives as we open ourselves to him. Amen. That is so true. That is so true. And we just have to just align ourselves with him as time goes on. Um, could you just kind of tell us more um, of God? Tells us, um, tell us what it is. Thank you. Absolutely. Okay. 
when you asked me about this, I, I love it because I did a series here like not too long ago. And I mean, for most yeah. viewers, listeners, sorry, probably a lot of us, have we've read books, we've heard a lot of teaching, maybe some have not. And maybe for some of this, this is going to be brand new territory. But for a lot of believers, we've heard a lot of teachings, different things. And so I remember coming to do a series. I have a program that I run in the mornings. And I and I really felt impressed with the Lord to do a, a pro a, to do a section. So I started going into this, and I was thinking, you know, I've taught on this before, I've preached on this before, but you know, Holy Spirit, give me something fresh. So I started to do some studying and prayer, you know, prayerful, prayerfully study, and some things stood out to me, and I'll share a little bit on that today in the time that I have. And so number okay. one in verse ten, he says, you know, finally, brother, be strong in the Lord. And it literally means in the in the original it means be filled with power in the Lord and in the power of his might and which is literally his ability. So he's saying, I want you to be filled with power in the Lord and I want you to walk in the strength of his abilities. So the first thing that really gripped me when it comes to this whole thing of walking in the armor of God and being in a place where we can have victory in the warfare that we're dealing with, because he goes on and says, hey, this, you're, there's a warfare going on. You're, you're not wrestling against people, although sometimes it may look like you are, you're really not. You're wrestling against right. invisible forces that are behind yes. people sometimes. And so because what you're wrestling against is not flesh and blood, you can't use fleshly things to win this war. And that's a key thing. So he says, you've got to be strong in me. So be strong in the Lord, not be strong in yourself, not be strong in, in Ashley's abilities or Bishop Jeremiah Stair's abilities or whatever your name may be. But I want you to be filled with my power and I want you to rest mm -hmm. in the strength of my abilities. And he says, put on the whole armor of God. Well, when you read the first put on, it actually says it actually says in the language, be clothed with the armor of God. And then later, when he says to take it up, it's an actual action that we do something. Here in the first part of verse 11, and I always say this, most of you are hearing me for the first time. I always tell people, don't take my word for it. Go dig in the word for yourself because you go dig, because then it's not what, oh, I heard Bishop Jeremiah. You say, oh, I saw right. in the word this. And nowadays you can even study in Greek and Hebrew at the, at, just got to Google and you can go to places and find these things. But it literally means be clothed, be clothed with the armor of God. It's the same word, Ashley, that we find when he says to wait in Jerusalem till you be clothed with power from on high. Literally yes. that God is going to place wow. something upon you. He's going to clothe you with power. Here he's saying, I'm going to clothe you with armor. So I want to share with all of you that the reason that we have this armor is because he made it available to us. He wants to clothe you in this armor, the breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation, the shoes of peace, the 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 mm -hmm. shield of faith and the helmet of salvation. He's going to clothe you with these pieces of armor. He says, so that you can stand against the schemes and the wiles of the wicked one, because you're not wrestling flesh and blood, but principalities, powers, rulers of darkness and spiritual wickedness in heavy places. Then he says, therefore, in light of what I just said, take up this armor. And I believe that the way we take up this armor is by having a revelation of what these things are, by having understanding. Yes. In the very early part of Ephesians, he says, I pray for you that you might have a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God. I want you to have a revelation of your inheritance. I want you to have a revelation of your identity in Christ. And here you have to have a revelation. If you're going to walk, for example, with the breastplate of righteousness, you have to have a revelation of your righteousness. Because yes. it's his, he said, remember at the beginning, I'm going to clothe you with these things. 
And when we really understand, for example, righteousness, we understand that we could never have been made righteous by what we did. The law could never make us righteous. And Paul, the apostle who had all these qualifications, tribe of Benjamin, Pharisee of Pharisees, he said, all those things I counted as sewer trash, one translation says, be, be in, in light of gaining Christ and having a righteousness, mm-hmm. not from the law that he thought he had it, but a righteousness that comes by God through faith. So in order to have yes. my heart protected, because the breastplate protects your heart, in order to protect my heart from the schemes of the wicked one, I have to have the revelation that he who knew no sin, he became sin for me so that I could literally be made and become the righteousness of God in Christ. I and you and I became righteous when we believed on Jesus. And it says that he now imparts to us and makes us justified and righteous. And my righteousness is not based on what I did or what I do, but based on what I believe. And I believe that he took my sin nature and he became sin for me so that me who had no righteousness in myself could now become righteous in my spirit. And Romans 8, 10 says this, it says that your spirit is now life, Zoe, because it's been made, it's righteous. So your righteousness is not of your own or your works or your effort. It's based on what he did. So when I come up short, I'm not now unrighteous. I just lived, I walked after the flesh instead of after the spirit. But his blood is what will cleanse me of all unrighteousness. And his blood mm-hmm. alone is what gives me confidence before the Father. So when I understand my righteousness, now the enemy can't come with shame. He can't come with guilt. He can't come and tell me I'm not a child of God because of something I did or did not do. And I also am protected from pride. Pride comes in when yes. we think that our righteousness is, oh, I prayed yes. this many prayers. I fasted this many meals. Those are all awesome things that righteous people do because they're righteous, but not trying to be righteous. And so now that protects me from pride, guilt, shame, because I'm the righteousness of God. I'm going to hit the other ones really quick. And I know we don't have all day, but Proverbs 28, one says that the righteous are as bold as a lion. The devil wants you to look at your righteousness based on what you do or don't do and not in who you are in Christ, because then he'll take your boldness. But when, yeah. you're, when you understand that Christ, 1 Corinthians 1.30, he has been made my wisdom, my righteousness, my sanctification, and my redemption. Christ in me is my hope of glory. Christ in me is my righteousness. Now he can't take my boldness. That's why the writer of Hebrews said, therefore with boldness, let's come before the throne of grace. How? By the blood of Jesus. Because my confidence mm-hmm. is not in me, it's in his blood. Now my heart is protected by that breastplate of righteousness. He says, have on your, have your, sorry, above all, take the shield of faith, for example. Above all, literally, it means in front of all. The shield of faith. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And the Bible says that this, those, whoever is born of God overcomes the world, 1 John 5, 4. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Our faith is in what Jesus has done. He's won it. All. If I had time today, I could go into every detail of all that he won, your salvation, your righteousness, your healing, your redemption, your deliverance. He won it all. But there's going to be darts that come at you, which are primarily thoughts, suggestions, things that the feelings the enemy tries to bring your way to make you doubt that you have what God says that you have, that you are who God says that you are. So you have to pick up your shield of faith 
and you have to do to what Jesus it. did when he faced the devil. It is written, and you begin to declare yeah. it. Now you have your shield of faith, and now you have your sword of the spirit. Because the sword of the spirit is your offensive weapon against the attack yes. of the evil one. And it is the sword of the spirit, which is what? It is the Jesus. word of God. Literally, it's the rhema word of God. It's the spoken word of God. Mm. You have to speak what God says about you to cut down the lies of the enemy. He wants you to come into agreement with his lies, but God wants you to agree with his truth. And when you agree with God, that's faith. That's faith. And when you walk in faith, you overcome. You live in victory because he said, this is the victory that overcomes even our faith. You have shoes of peace and a belt of truth. And the reason, the, the truth, what's the truth? Your word is truth. It's the truth of his word on our righteousness, our peace, that allows everything to be held together because that's what that belt did. Yeah. And to walk in the shoes of peace, peace is actually a weapon. If we really understand, it's not just a passive thing. It's actually an aggressive weapon. Those shoes had spikes, Ashley, on the bottom that allowed them to walk sure-footed. They didn't have on those shoes. They could easily slip and slide and be an easy target. But when they walked in the shoes of peace, the peace gave them grip. Peace gives us the ability to stand firm in the storm. But it's not the peace that comes from perfect circumstance. It's the peace from knowing who's with us in the circumstance. And he said, mm -hmm. and lastly, he says this. He says, and pray always. And it's interesting to note that if you look at a Roman soldier's armor, which is where Paul would have got this imagery because he writes this from prison. There was one thing that's not mentioned. And they also had a lance, but he doesn't mm. use that term. But he ends after the sword of the spirit with the, he says, pray always with all prayer and supplication of the spirit. So your sword, the word is a weapon and your prayer is a weapon. And everything else defends you from the darts and the lies and the thoughts and the suggestions and the attacks of the evil one. So that why we can be clothed in his power. We can take up this armor and we can have victory over the enemy who is constantly coming against us. He's the accuser of the brethren. He comes to attack you. You've got to know who you are. You've got to know your armor. Amen. This is so powerful. So powerful. I'm like writing him down. And the, one of the key things that you said is to have that revelation. You actually have the understanding mm -hmm. of the power behind the armor of God. So you can use it effectively in your life. And I'm just going to repeat some of the scriptures that you said, Romans 8.10, Proverbs 8.21, 1 Corinthians 21.30, 1 John 5.4. And to just say peace is a weapon. You pointed that out. I, I I really didn't understand the peace, but now it's like, wow. As you said, there were things at the bottom of the shoes to keep them yes. from slipping, from sliding, because the enemy is very cunning. He'll put right. things in your path so that you can just easily get off balance and stuff like that. So I'm really grateful. And I just wanted to share this scripture also, Colossians 2.10, that says the Lord has all dominion and power over principalities and yeah. powers. And because we are the hairs of him, we're completed in him. Yes. So we have that same power. We have that same authority and we just have to know how to use it. Do you have any encouragement for our listeners today? Absolutely. And I love, I love what you just shared as well from Colossians. And even when you go down to verse 15, he says, he stripped them of their power. He stripped the principalities and powers. Yes. And so when we, when we look at this, and this is where I'll encourage all of you as believers, sometimes we don't realize that we're fighting from a place of victory, not from defeat. And so when we have the revelation that you're, you're already declared, you're already declared in Romans eight thirty seven more than a conqueror, 
even while you're in the battle that you're facing. It's like God told you, you're, I'm already letting you know, by the way, you're going to win because you're more than yes. a conqueror. And so when we're in these, when we're in situations today, whatever you may be facing today as a listener, um, I would guarantee that probably all of us are facing something. We're all, there's all of us have things that are coming our way, but understand that God is with you. He's a very present help in the midst. He's our refuge, a very present help in the trouble. He's, he's with you in the difficulty. He's with you in this warfare. He's Emmanuel, God with you. So don't forget that you're not fighting on your own. Not only did he give you armor, he's also with you. He's with you in the fight. He's with you in the boat. When it's stormy and the boat's rocking and you're nervous, he's sleeping on the back on a pillow because he already knows we're going to the other side. So be encouraged Amen. today that you fight from a place of victory. You're not a, if you see yourself as defeated, you're already giving the enemy place. You have to see yourself as victorious because he declared yes. you more than a conqueror. Go to Romans 8.37. If you're in a fight and just begin to read that, declare it over your life. Get up every day. And declare, I'm more than a conqueror. Death and life is in the power of your tongue. And yes. as a man thinks in his heart, so he believes. You've got to believe that you're already victorious because he made you yes. victorious. Some of you may be out there that are you've been told all your life negative things. You've been, you've been discouraged. You've been told you're a loser. You're told that you weren't going to mount. It could have been a friend. It could have been a parent. It could have been a teacher. It could have been a coach in sports. And God says, no, 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 no. I want to change how you think. And I want you to think my way. I want you to have the revelation of who you are in me and what I've given to you. And you are a conqueror. You're a champion. You're a winner. Jesus is a winner. Jesus is in you. You're a winner. And you have to see yourself that way. So whatever fight, whatever trial, test you may be going through today, be encouraged that he has already predestined you to be victorious. And you just have yeah. to walk that out by trusting him, which is faith, and trusting in his ability to be with you even if you walk through the valley you don't have to be afraid because he's with you he's your light he's your salvation if god yes. is your helper what can man do to you we don't need to be afraid so i pray for anybody today that's battling that i want to encourage you god did not give you the spirit of fear he gave you power love and a sound mind yes. walk in your armor be strong in the lord trust in him he's gonna make a way Amen. Amen. And thank you so much for joining us today and sharing this powerful message with our listeners and also with me because I'm truly blessed and encouraged. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It was my pleasure. Amen. So before we close today, I'd love to just encourage you a little bit more. And before I do that, I just want to go over um, some of the things that Bishop Stairs said. He said, be filled with the power of the Lord. That's what verse 10 was speaking about. He says, remember that you're fighting from a place of victory. Always remember that God has already won the battle, right? He has already won the battle. It's just for us to live it out here on earth. Um, and to remember to have that revelation of what is behind the, the armor, the power that is behind the armor. Have that revelation of who God is in every aspect of the armor, right? And I'm just going to go over the scriptures again. Romans 8.10, Romans 8.37, Proverbs 8.21, 1 Corinthians 21.30, 1 John 5.4, Colossians 2.10. And then he added verse 15 to it. And um, just to remember that. Agreeing with God is having faith. Agreeing with God is having faith. And remember, 
what some of these um, the arm of different armors do. They protect you from pride, shame, guilt, your past. And that is something that the enemy uses at times to attack us or past. Oh, you were once a thief. You were a killer. Um, you know, you were a prostitute and you're shamed. You know, these things, you were a gossiper and the enemy likes to pull those things back at us. So just use the armor of God. Use the weapon that the Lord has given you to fight back. Do not Sit down in fear and shame because the Lord has given you the power. He has given you the power over all these things. Serpents and scorpions. Yeah, they're under your feet. Fight back, people. Fight back, people of God. Don't sit down. Do not sit down because you you have the victory in your hand. You are already a winner through Christ. Right? That was a part of the plan. That was a part of God's plan to give us the victory. So I encourage you today. I'm just going to read Ephesians um, 6, 10 to 18. And it says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that he may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that he may be able to stand in the evil day, having done all to stand. And verse 14 says, stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth and having the breastplate of righteousness. 15, and your feet shod with the preparation of gospel of of the gospel of peace above all take the shield of faith wherewith ye shall be able to quench the fiery darts of the enemy and 17 and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of god that is the reason why the word of god is so important 18 praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit in where in the spirit not in the flesh and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints, people of God, just be blessed. Continue to read God's word, continue to press in prayer, you know, and put on the whole armor of God. The word of God is not just a history book. It's a book of instructions. A book that will teach you how to war. A book that will teach you how to stand. And to remind you of the power and the authority that God has given to you. It's a book to teach you how to live, how to survive in this place. Because the, being a Christian, it means you're on a battlefield. You have to understand that. It, do, it is not something to be pretty about. High heels and mascara and all these things. You have to learn to fight, get dirty. Be a warrior for God. That is what it's all about. I hope this episode encourages you as much as it has encouraged me and uplifted my spirit today. Be blessed in the Lord. Continue to support us. Share, subscribe, like as much as possible, please. And have a blessed day. Amen.